Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We had overnight the fifth day, well not overnight, last night, live coverage here on SENZ of Pakistan and New Zealand in a test match. Now, New Zealand were in a reasonably good position to try and win this match. Pakistan in their first innings scored 438. New Zealand in reply scored 612, giving them a reasonable lead. I was just trying to do the math. What are we talking? 62 plus 12, so we're talking 74 run lead. In reply, Pakistan came back out and scored 311. The tail wagged. Pakistan then decided to clear and set New Zealand a target with 15 overs remaining. New Zealand decided not to really go after it, ended up being a drawn match. The big talking point in the game, Kane Williamson, of course, 200 not out. So double century for him, 25th test century for Kane Williamson. Tom Blundell's 47, Daryl Mitchell contributed with 42 and a very good century at the top of the order for Tom Latham. Latham now goes ahead of John Wright as our most successful opener in terms of test hundreds. Doesn't seem to quite have the profile that perhaps John Wright had. I still think when Wright and Edgar were playing cricket in the 1980s, I don't think the wickets were quite as benign as they are now. I'm not sure they were as conducive for batting as what we see today. I just wonder, though, whether or not England, under Brendan McCullum, would have gone after that, would have tried to chase down the target set by Pakistan. I think Ben Stokes and England would have gone for it, basically playing the T20 game in the name of trying to win the game. We still seem to be relatively conservative. The positives out of it, well done to Ish Sodi for picking up 6 for 86 of 36.5 overs. Stunning performance. Normally really only gets a shot, doesn't he, in the T20 in some one-day one games. What I will say is I think New Zealand did a good job in picking Ajaz Patel, Bracewell and Sodi. When was the last time that we took three spinners into a test match. And we finally realising that if you want to be a great test-playing nation, you have to have a world-class spinner, no matter what the conditions. 0800-150-811 if you want to find the programme and comment on the cricket. We had to chase 138 runs off 15 overs. We decided not to go for it.
maybe through good bowling or just maybe the fact that we just don't have that attacking mindset. That's not the way New Zealand plays cricket historically. Now, we do have some audio here from Captain Tim Southey. Interesting that Kane Williamson scores a double hundred in the first test that he's not captain. He's been out of sorts, I think, over the last two years, partly due to injury. But I also wonder whether that captaincy given to those top batters actually ends up being a little bit of a hindrance. I think the exception to the rule is Stephen Smith for Australia. He seems to thrive when he's given the captaincy. What did you make of that performance? Should we have chased 138 off 15? 0800 Let's hear from Tim Southey. I guess we got ourselves in a position to to have won this test match and push for a win, but um, but yeah, like I said, Pakistan showed some resistance today, and and uh, especially in the lower, lower order. But um, I think yeah, position we got into um, would have been nice to have pushed on and got a win. But I think yeah, it's uh, it's been a pretty tough uh, five days, and um, yeah, there's a lot of positives we can take out of it. Uh, did you intend to go for the target here? Okay. Yeah. Did you intend to go for the target that when the Pakistan team declared? Uh, yeah, I think it was pretty clear that we did intend to, to go for it. Um, would have been nice if the, the light didn't, um, would have been interesting if the light didn't play its part. Um, we certainly only had one um, one goal in mind and that was to try and chase it down. Um, so yeah, that was our, our mindset was to go out there and I think you saw the way that the guys played was was um, was pretty clear in the way that we wanted to, to go about that chase. Uh, on day four, uh, you guys waited too long for Kane Williamson's double hundred. Don't you think that uh, you you guys have declared the inning, the result could have been different? I guess in hindsight, you've got uh, got that. But I think um, it, we gave ourselves uh, a, a four sessions to bowl, bowl Pakistan out and, and chase down whatever we needed to. So, um, yeah, I think uh, Kane played extremely well alongside each to get us into a position where we could, could declare. So, um, yeah, I think... Uh, as I say, there wasn't a lot of assistance in the surface for for a long time throughout this test match, and and for us to get into a position after losing the toss to to push for a win was, um, yeah, I guess we played some great cricket to get to that position. Tim, uh, you captained New Zealand for the first time in Test. Uh, talk us through that all the emotions that you went through, uh, being a captain, also leading the bowling attack. Uh, how it always uh, went for you? Um, yeah, it wasn't too dissimilar. Um, we're pretty closely with Kane and, and Tom over the last few years um, so yeah it's more of a, a collective group that sort of drive the side and um, yeah I guess I'm the one that's making the decisions um, so no it wasn't too too dissimilar to what uh, what it normally was it was nice to get out there and um, and yeah and experience it and it was a, a true honour to, to lead New Zealand in a, in a test match Captain, were you surprised uh, with that uh, decision of declaration by Pakistan? And uh, second test uh, will be here again. So what will you say about this dead flags? Uh, a lot of people are criticizing the pitch. Um, yeah, I think um, interesting declaration, probably a little bit uh, of, a, of a token sort of declaration towards the end there. Um, but yeah, we're, our mindset was to, to try and chase it down. Um, it's a shame that the light played its, played its part. Um, I think the guys, the way they went out and showed that um, we, we wanted to try and chase it down and the way that the guys did play was, was, was very pleasing to go and see um, yeah the surface was 
was was tough work um, for everyone. Um, the guys that scored runs, they had to work extremely hard, and the guys that took wickets had to work extremely hard. So, um, yeah, I'm not that this. Uh, yeah, it's up to the curator to, to decide, I guess, what what sort of surfaces they're going to prepare. Hey Tim, this is Viram Kazi from Grassroots Cricket. You, of course, have been around for quite a while. Have taken 350 Test wickets. This surface wasn't particularly conducive to pace bowling. How did you enjoy bowling on the surface? And also, given that you're quite a senior player, are you looking to lead New Zealand into the next cycle of the World Test Championship as well? Um, yeah, it's always a challenge as a pace bowler when you come to this part of the world. Um, wasn't a lot of assistance out there, but you've still got a still got a role to play in trying to find ways to um, either deny the opposition runs or, or try and take wickets. So um, that's also an exciting challenge, which I enjoy coming to this part of the world as a, as a pace bowler and, um, and really testing yourself on, on some pretty tough surfaces. So um, yeah, I enjoy that. Um, I haven't thought too far ahead, uh, first test match in charge. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll take it uh, game by game, series by series, and see where we, uh, see where we end up. Hey Tim Salty, uh, you lose uh, four back-to-back -back test matches uh, in New Zealand sides and Pakistan also lose uh, four back-to-back -back, uh, test matches. Do you think that this is uh, only draw match and next match will be the challenging one for both of team Pakistan and New Zealand as well? Um, yeah, I guess we're a couple of days to reflect on, on the last five days and um, turn up in a couple of days time and, and see what surfaces in front of us and, um, and try and push for a, for a test win like you do every time you take the field, you're looking to, to win test matches for your country. So a word on Ishuri's performance, I mean, he acclimatized uh, really well and, and on this track and, you know, took six wickets. So how pleased are you with Ishuri's performance in this map? Yeah, I think it's first test match for, for four years or, or close to four years. And uh, not only his bowling, but I think his partnership and his contribution with the bat was, uh, was exceptional. Um, he's, uh, like I say, hasn't played test cricket for a long time for him to come back in and, and have, a, have an impact straight away was very pleasing and he can be extremely proud of his his test match and um, and yeah, like I said, it's not easy when you haven't played for a while to come in and and uh, and and to contribute both with bat and ball is very pleasing and and, and great for Ish to to be able to do that. Yeah, there you go. And so my apologies because I sort of watched um, a large part of that game um, and had been told earlier this morning that we didn't seem that intent on trying to win this game. And yet, listening to Tim Southey, clearly they did everything right. Someone's just texted and they were going at 8.13 runs and over. So apologies to New Zealand Cricket for making that assumption and well done to them for looking to try and take the victory um, against Pakistan. It's important for Test Cricket, as Brendan McCullum, Ben Stokes has said, we've got to get bums on seats, we've got to make it important, we've got to make it entertaining. And look, I would rather us lose trying to win than just the draw. No one remembers the draw. No one cares. New Zealand cricket don't have a legacy like the All Blacks. It's okay for them to lose. I mean, it's not okay, but we don't expect a lot. And therefore, I think that gives them a little bit more freedom in terms of chasing victories. Are someone saying, why is there no crowd? Uh, cannot answer that. But even in Australia, crowds are down at test matches around the country, aren't they? Good crowds for Adelaide in the day-night test. Not quite world record crowds for the Boxing Day test against South Africa. Really poor crowd into the MCG for the one-day game against England. Um, played in December. I think only 10,000 people turned up. It didn't even look like that. 
And I think cricket is in a really precarious position at the moment in regards to how the game looks, what is its point of view, and how do you recapture that magic of the 80s and the 90s. But what we should say is well done to Tim Southey on a double hundred. Well and truly establishing himself as our, uh, sorry, what did I say? Oh, did I say Tim Southey, Kane Williamson? My apologies. I think it's just that time of the year. Uh, Kane Williamson for his, you know, arguably becoming our most prolific and people will say based on the number of hundreds, our greatest ever batsman. I still think technically the best batsman we've seen, or I've certainly seen is Martin Crow. I think Glenn Turner, uh, another one. Turner refused to play for New Zealand for a long time, felt that um, he should be paid, but was prolific. Still a long way to go, I would suggest, in the career of Kane Williamson. Shavin, Shavin, good afternoon. Good morning. G'day. Here you go, Mark. Yeah, good, thanks. It's a story. Hey, just on the cricket last night, I was pretty happy with New Zealand's effort overall. Yeah. Um, really... The number, I think, the number eight and the number nine batsmen got got a fifty-five and a forty-three, and we really had them on the ropes then, and we just couldn't quite. If we knocked them over, got through that tail, would have been a very different. Would have would have been a convincing win for New Zealand. Um, it's just another example of Test cricket with some tail end runs tipping the balance, and you could argue Ash Sodi's sixty uh, odd that he got was in the same vein. Yeah, look, very rarely in sides these days do you have, um, you know, just pure bowlers. I mean, most cricketers these days are, are almost genuine all-rounders, all of them. Uh, you're often going to get your, you know, your one bowler who bats at 11, and I think it's the case, you know, historically with Bolt. Uh, but these days, yeah, everyone seems to be able to swing a bat, and maybe that's just professionalism. You've got more time now, you've got more time to practice, and there's really no excuse, is there, not to be reasonably handy with the bat. Well, I think in Test cricket, it's vital that um, it's such an arm wrestle. Um, you may be selected as a bowler, but then you've got the ability to swing a match mm. to make a difference, um, even if it's even if it's batting out for a draw at times. Mm. Um, I think coming out of this Test, we go into the second Test in pretty good um, position. Um, Ish Sodi has played bugger all white ball, uh, red ball cricket in the last eight years. Um, I think. He can only improve with his outing out there, and hopefully our quicks can um, can work a bit more on getting some reverse swing. Um, and Kane, Kane can just keep being Kane. Um, I think that's awesome. He's had a bit of criticism this year, but really, just let him be Kane. I mean, if I was throwing a fancy dress party, um, he can just come as Kane. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting with the selection of Neil Wagner because I'm a big Neil Wagner fan. But you talk about reverse swing. Neil Wagner's not that bowler, is he? Neil Wagner's the guy that's going to put you on the back foot. Neil Wagner's that guy that's just going to pepper you. Neil Wagner's that guy that's going to frustrate you. And he's better suited, yeah. I think, to the Southern Hemisphere or the English type wickets than perhaps what we're going to get on the subcontinent. But um, boy, you'd have him in the trenches every day of the week. Still not convinced on Michael Bracewell, even though he did take, you know. Um, a number of wickets in this test, to me, there's just no X factor about him. I'd rather see us genuinely invest full time in Patel or Sodi going forward. I, I think I think we're going to select three spinners for the next test, so so he gets another chance. I, I can see what you mean, but um, yeah, you're right. Um, he needs to 
um, do a yeah X factor is what's missing. But then he's got the next test to show that, and um, that's probably more chances than a lot of spinners get for New Zealand. Yeah, hey, look, lovely having you find the program. Do appreciate it. So thank you, Shaven there, joining us out of Christchurch.